He's an author. His name is Steve Kaufman. He hails from, oh, he's coming to us from Vancouver, British Columbia. He has written the book, The Way of the Linguist, A Language Learning Odyssey. He is you know, a proponent of speaking not only English, but whatever other language you can to immerse yourself in the cultures of the world and to move yourself forward both personally and professionally. Steve Kaufman is fluent in French, Spanish, German, Italian, Mandarin, Cantonese, Japanese, Swedish, and of course, English. Wow. And maybe texting. <laughs> I don't know. But let's get Steve Kaufman on the line. Hi, Steve. Welcome to your inner champion. Thank you. Nice to have, nice to be here. <laughs> you know, my co-host Jeff Miner, who's here in the studio, wants to ask you if sign language is considered a foreign language. Um, it, it's a, it's a language. It's not necessarily foreign, but it's another <laughs> language that you have to that uh, you know many people do learn for a variety of reasons. <laughs> but I am just so impressed with your book, The Way of the Linguist, that you speak that many languages. It just it, to me it seems impossible. But yet yeah. you, you do it. Oh, yeah, I do it. And in the last two years now, I've learned Russian, so you can add Russian to the list. Oh, and you have Korean and Portuguese, too. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't really brought them up to a level of, say, fluency. I have some knowledge of those languages, but I don't do really say that I speak them. Because, see, I was one of these individuals who assumed that unless you're exposed to a foreign language at a very early age, like within the household, you know, other than English or whatever your dominant language is, it's rather difficult to learn it. But that may not necessarily be the case. No, I think it's a lot easier when you're a little child. You have no inhibitions. Um, you listen and you pick up what you hear and you just use it. Uh, I think adults very often, because they are very often try to learn a language at school, where uh, I think the traditional language teaching methods are very ineffective and they often discourage learners because they focus on, on grammar rules and they try to get people to produce the language correctly which is the wrong way to learn. So I think a lot of uh, adults are discouraged, but I have seen many people. I lived in Japan. I saw people coming from all kinds of countries who would, uh, who would have the right attitude for learning, and they would learn uh, even a difficult language like Japanese pretty quickly. Hey, Steve, i got a question for you. This yeah. is Jeff. Um, one of the big questions I've been thinking about, mulling over in my head, um, why? Why do you know so many languages? What does it do for you? Well, it was, uh, initially it was a matter of circumstance. Uh, I got interested. Uh, you know, I, was, uh, I grew up in Montreal where a person could learn French if they wanted to. Uh, in the 50s, of course, there were sort of two cities there, an English-speaking and a French-speaking, and I was unilingual English. But I went to university, and I had a professor who turned me on to French uh, culture and civilization, so I became interested. And, I, I, and obviously the key in learning languages is that you have to be motivated. And you have to want to do it. So once I wanted to do it, I read and listened to radio in French, and then I ended up going to France where I did my university training. Uh, and subsequently, I was uh, in situations where I wanted to learn the language. And, and what happens is, as you learn more languages, you become confident that you can learn another language. Mm -hmm. Someone who only speaks one language just can't visualize themselves speaking another language. And, and once you've, you, know, you can learn another language, like the last couple of years I've learned Russian, it, just has, it has given me so much. I can understand so much more about how they think. I can listen to radio programs uh, in Russian. I can, I can listen to audiobooks. I can read literature in Russian. It just gives you a lot. And so it becomes something that, you know, uh, you know you can do after a while. And I know on your website, thelinguist.com, you offer people the opportunity to select a language that they would like to learn. What, 
is the average length of time it would take for someone to become proficient at another language? Well, first of all, let me say that the website that we are using now for language learning is called Link, L-I-N-G-Q. Oh, L-I-N-G-Q. Okay. okay, there is a website called The Linguist, which is, but that, that is not the place where you'd go to learn languages. Okay. Link, L-I-N-G-Q dot com. It's free. Come and use it. Wow. How long does it take? It depends on how close the language is to your own language. So, uh, for me, Russian was difficult. Uh, Spanish is a lot easier. Because in Spanish, um, you have a lot of vocabulary that's similar to English. Right. So, so there are, obviously, there are uh, aspects of the grammar that you have to learn. But in my experience, if you can accumulate the words, if you can do a lot of pleasant listening and reading, if you can build up your vocabulary, then the grammar, it doesn't quite take care of itself, but it's not the problem that it is if you start by trying to learn the grammar. Did I hear you say it's free? Uh, let me qualify that. (laughs) Most people use it free of charge. Okay. Because most of the resources, most of the uh, audio and text content in our library in 10 languages, uh, most of the functionality, which is rather unique and and helps you to learn words and phrases, uh, the ability to interact with our community of learners around the world is essentially free. If you want a tutor... If okay. you want someone to talk to via the Internet on Skype, if you want to send in writing to be corrected, obviously there you have to pay because we pay for the, we pay for the tutor. You bet. But you know, the bulk of people, uh, and there are some other elite services for which people pay, but, but I would say the overwhelming majority of people use it free. It, it's, you know, this whole Web 2.0 experience. Uh, a lot of our free members uh, also contribute. They may contribute content to our library. Um, they help us build up, uh, build our sort of community dictionary in different languages, and they help spread the word. Now, in your opinion, which is the most difficult aspect of learning a language? Is it the speaking aspect, the writing aspect, or the reading aspect? Well, uh, you know, I think you go through phases. Uh, uh, to me, the language is a whole. And in the initial phase, you are mm-hmm. mostly listening and reading. And you're listening and reading to content that's easy and, as in the case of our website, where the translation is available in your own language. And all you're doing is you're getting used to the language, which at first is just a lot of noise to you. And so eventually you start to separate the words and you start to learn more of these words, but you're still just getting used to it. And as you are become more and more familiar with the language, then you start to want to speak. You want to start to use the words that you've acquired. So... Uh, I don't think that there's any one particular aspect that is difficult, but rather I would say that the progression should be begin by listening and reading and accumulating words. And, and if you spend six months without speaking, it doesn't matter, because when you start to speak, you will pronounce better and you will, you will speak better. Hmm. Steve, this is Karen Black. Hi. Hi. I wanted to ask you, you made a point earlier about people needing to be motivated to learn a language. I'm wondering how you can encourage young people to really look at learning a different language. When you say young, what age? I'd say nine. Mm -hmm. Well, in my experience, young children uh, are quite interested in new things. And so if someone is nine or eight, then I think the way languages should be taught is that they should be given stories to listen to and read. And a method like Link, our website, where they can click on words and phrases and take these words and phrases to a database, 
where they can review them in flashcards, where they have little, uh, you know, statistics that show up, all of these things that are encouraging and stimulating. Uh, but mostly they listen on their iPod. I mean, the iPod is a wonderful development. You have now, you can store in this little iPod more material, and there's a better quality of sound than used to be in the language lab that we went to. So what you need to do with young people is, is just not to discourage them. And, and don't force them to, to write something and correct them and tell them it's wrong. And all of that is quite unnecessary. The brain will learn it. So my advice, if you're talking about nine-year-old people, find out what they're interested in and let them simply listen and read. You Thank know, I you. do have another question, but we have a caller on the line, and I want to see what he has to ask. His name's okay. Tom. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Your Inner Champion. Hi. Do you have a question? or? <laughs> uh, my daughter wants to quit Spanish in school, and she's finding it's really hard. She's taking a lot of Spanish classes. Uh, I've taken several uh, Spanish classes and have gone down to Mexico, and they wanted me to speak English. Um, so I have two questions. Um, how do you go to a foreign country and um, speak, and how do you keep your child in class? Well, uh, I'll answer them in the order you asked them. Uh, it very often happens that you're learning a language, you go to the country hoping to use it, and people there want to speak English. It's happened to me when I was working on my Portuguese. Don't get discouraged. Um, uh, do what, you're, what is easy for you to do, which is to listen and read. And build up your, build up your vocabulary until you are m- more and more capable in the language. And then, if you go to the country, Yes, some people will want to speak to you in English, but there will be lots of other people who will be very happy to speak to you in the language you're learning, in Spanish. So very often it's a matter of building up your capability to where you're more confident. And uh, so, uh, you know, you can't control whether a person wants to speak to you, say, in Spanish, but you can control the activities that you do, the listening and reading. I mean, in my case, at the age of 63, I learned Russian, mostly by listening and reading and using Link. And I have no one here to speak to in Russian. <laughs> yeah, right now I do. I found people, and through, through our website, I talked to my Russian tutor in Russian, and, and fine. But you can go a long way, long ways, just building up your capability in the language. It, it, and it's, it, this is proven by research on the brain, listening and reading. Now, insofar as your daughter is concerned, if she doesn't like Spanish, there's not much you can do. However, if she likes it, but she finds it difficult because of the way they teach it at school, because she can't remember the subjunctive or the third-person singular of the past tense. Don't worry about those things. Now, she may need it for her classwork, but she'll be better off if she likes to listen to songs in Spanish, if she likes to, likes to read about whatever it might be in Spanish or to listen in Spanish. In other words, try to enjoy it in some way, and don't be discouraged by the, the way that the language is, is, is taught. So, Tom, está bien? Yeah. Is that okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We will get your information, and you have won some treats from Dragonfly Boba Tea and Bakery just for calling in. And we do have to go to break, and we'll be right back in just a few. Thanks, Tom. Do you and your girlfriends like to get out of the house and have a little fun sometimes? Does the thought of listening to fascinating and inspiring women, relaxing with an incredible chair massage after a glass of wine, and browsing through fun vendors inspire you? You are invited to Overnight Success, benefiting the Community Services League. To be held Tuesday, March 3rd at the Comfort Suites in Independence, Missouri from 5 to 9 p.m. Tickets are just $13.50 per person or for an optional overnight stay, it's just $59.99. For more information, call 913-526-5996. 
Change is all around us, in business, in finance, and in your life. There are two types of change, the change that might happen and the change that will happen. You can be ready to take it on and succeed. The American Club Association presents Ignite 2009, when good enough's not good enough anymore. Ignite 2009 Part 1 will be held Tuesday, March 17th, 1030 to 1230 at the Pavilion at Logan Woods. Space is limited, so sign up today. Go to www.ignite2009.net or call 816-295-0554. Tired of paying outrageous amounts of money to advertise your business? Then check out Club Metro Woman. Starting at just $25 a month, we can promote your business on the web, in print, and on the air. That's it, just $25 per month to get your business growing in 2009. Be good to yourself this year. Do the smart thing and join Club Metro Woman. Go to kcmetrowoman.com for more information. And be sure to listen to KC Metro Woman Live each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 on KCTE Hot Talk, 1510 a.m. Do you plan to thrive in this challenging business environment or hunker down and hide? I hope you choose to thrive. My name is Jeff Miner, owner of Nothing By Chance Coaching. I'm in the business of helping my clients reach their inner champion. I have coached some of the world's top athletes and businessmen and women to achieve their goals and dreams, and I can help you as well. Why wait another day to start achieving your goals? Call 816-237-1820 today or visit our website at nothingbychancecoaching.com. I'm thinking he's not going to make the American Idol tryout. Welcome back to Hot Talk 15, 10 a.m. and your inner champion. As Simon Cowell on American Idol would say, that was absolutely atrocious. (laughs) We are back with your inner champion. We are speaking with Steve Kaufman, author of The Way of the Linguist. He speaks more than nine languages. And it's just phenomenal what having that in your life can do for you. And I know, Steve, our other guest, Karen Black, has a question for you. Uh, Steve, if you were going to sum up what you've said, what would be the top three to five things that would be critical for somebody learning a new language? First of all, choose a language that you like, Hmm. where you like someone or you like some aspect of the culture. Because it's very important to be emotionally involved, to want to do it. It helps your learning. So that's number one. Make sure you want to do it. Number two, focus on things that you can control and that aren't so difficult to do, like listening and reading and accumulating words. Don't worry about whether you can find someone to talk to or whether someone wants to talk to you. Those things are outside your control. Number three, let the language come in and don't get hung up on uh, theoretical explanations and rules. Mm -hmm. The brain has a much tougher time dealing with these uh, theoretical explanations than it has in naturally creating its own rules by doing a lot of listening and reading. And I guess the final one is when you do go to speak, don't worry about how you sound. Don't worry about whether you make a good impression or not. Just enjoy the fact that you can now communicate, however well you do it, that you can now communicate in another language. That's four. Thank you. Great. (laughs) Great. great. (laughs) Hey, Steve, does it happen to you if you don't use it, you lose it? No, it's another interesting thing. Uh, I find, in fact, that uh, if you leave a language for a while, a language that you've been studying, and and our members at Link, again, tell us the same. I, I, I have a blog as well, and I say this on my blog. I say there is this gestation of the language. 
You learn it for a while. If you learn it the way we do at Link, in other words, naturally, through a lot of listening and reading, and we, we help the brain notice the language, identify words and phrases. We don't teach theoretical explanations. If you learn this way, and then you leave it for a few months, when you come back, you are actually better. In other words, oh, wow. it's like a big freight train. It just keeps moving. So uh, if you learn it in a natural way, uh, th these things take hold in your brain. And, and in fact, they continue to develop. And it's amazing the number of people on my blog, when I mentioned this, who said they've had the exact same experience. And, you know, I want to ask this because I have my oldest son. I just enrolled him for high school. And in looking at his options for foreign language requirements, they offer three, German, Spanish, and French. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like the schools are being remiss in not offering more? Well, I mean, you know, the schools are in a bit of a bind. They, because they teach the traditional way, they can only offer a language for which they have a teacher, a qualified right. teacher. So uh, obviously they're limited. I mean, uh, the average school, how many people are they going to have on staff who are qualified to teach another language? Now, in my view, in the day of the Internet, you could have a teacher who could learn the art of learning a language, and then he or she, the teacher, could have a class and explain how you learn. And I would, of course, recommend that the way we do it at Link. Uh, you know, is the most effective way. It's in line with how the brain learns. Teach people how to learn and say, here are these resources via the Internet. You can find content at your level to listen to. You can save words and review the flashcards of the words that you've saved. You can write and someone will correct it for you. You can speak with a native speaker. You can make friends in the language. In other words, the teacher could direct the learner, the, the child, to learn whichever language they want to learn. And they wouldn't be limited, because there's no way a school's going to have someone with it. Right. The ability to teach Italian, Russian, Chinese, mm -hmm. Japanese, it's just not going to happen. With a young person going into the world today, and obviously our world is shrinking in terms of our communications abilities with people in other countries, is there any one or two or even three specific languages you think someone should know in order to perhaps increase their chances of success? Um, not really. I mean, obviously in the United States, Spanish is, is huge. Uh, in Canada, French. Uh, in terms of what's happening in the world today, Chinese is important. But uh, I go back to this thing that, th that the main thing has to be the interest of the child. And so the child may be interested in Japanese because of Japanese comics. That's fine. Go for yeah. Japanese. Study the <laughs> language that you are motivated to learn. If you learn a language today, you'll be in a better position to learn another language mm -hmm. later on. So that if the child at school is interested in Japanese, let the child learn Japanese, and if for business reasons they have to learn Spanish later on, they'll learn it a lot more easily than if they had never learned another language. Now, what is your website again where you offer these? It's, it's called Link, L-I-N-G-Q dot com. L-I-N-G-Q dot com. Yeah. Registration is free, and come and, and poke around. And send <laughs> us an email if you have any questions. Hey, hey Steve, I've got a, a question. It just happens to be Valentine's Day today. Right. And I really would like to impress my wife right. and be able to tell her um, Happy Valentine's in a different language. Mm -hmm. um, give me one that sounds really romantic. You didn't buy her anything, did you? No. I <laughs> There's going to be conflict at his house. <laughs> well, you know, uh, St. Valentine's Day doesn't necessarily translate oh. uh, that well. You could say, well, it's in French. If we're talking romance, we're talking French. Yeah. So you could say félicitations, which is congratulations, mm. pour le jour de Saint-Valentin. Le jour de Saint-Valentin is St. Valentine's Day. 
Oh, okay. Or joyeux, it's happy, joyeux Saint-Valentin. Ooh, okay. Mon amour, <laughs> and you say my love, okay? Spell that for me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> what about Mandarin or Cantonese or one of those Asian... Okay. Not truni, diga, St. Valentine's Day, well, well, I don't know how you say that. But today, so today is the, the love day, so uh, I wish you uh, happiness. I love it. That is so awesome, <laughs> and the way you segued in and out of those languages is amazing. It is, and, and it, it almost sounded like you have that dialect, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, again, the, the whole thing with, with language learning is, is you have to visualize yourself as a speaker of that language. Uh, As I mentioned in my book, it's your attitude, and then to try and learn in a natural way and to have fun with it. And I think that's what we miss in the language teaching that we do in schools. So what do you do, Steve, if you're, if you're cruising along, you're learning a language you really enjoy, but you get really frustrated? How do you get past that point of frustration to keep on learning? Um, you know, I, uh, people get burnout, and then they should just leave it for a while. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we, I shouldn't really say this, but at the website we often recommend that, you know, tinker with another language. Mm-hmm. Because at our website you can open another language. So do Swedish or do, you know, German or Portuguese. And, uh, or if you just want to get away from language learning entirely, then just stop doing it. You won't fall behind. Uh, but if what you are doing, as in the case of our website, mostly you're selecting a co- an item of content and we have these huge libraries that our members are constantly contributing podcasts or talking with their husbands or wives. Or There's all kinds of interesting stuff. Well, you know what? I hate to interrupt, but oh. we're out of time. Just okay. make sure our listeners go to lingq.com. We've been speaking with Steve Kaufman, author of The Way of the Linguist. Okay, we just you. appreciate you, you being Steve. on our show. Thank and you. welcome back next week to Hot Talk 1510 AM and your inner champion with Jeff Miner of Nothing By Chance Coaching and me, Ambutinus, of having to find a new website name. <laughs> 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 Take my heart and please don't break it, love. 